In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the April 8th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. Jobs. Got your jobs, Mike? Got your jobs. You, you got your jobs. Some set people up? have jobs. Some people don't have jobs. What are you gonna? What? I was gonna talk about workers' pink slips. Oh, okay. They're stacked even higher. Uh huh. They're stacking up even they're, higher. Yeah, they're okay. stacking up even higher in March as jittery employers slashed, slashed. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Eighty thousand jobs, the most in five years, and the national unemployment rate climbed to five point one percent. Job losses are nearing the staggering level of a quarter million this year in just three months. And as we discussed in, in on past shows, which is in addition to loss of jobs, yeah. there is the uh, ec- economists call sort of the rate of the population growth in the United States. In order to maintain a flat employment rate, they have to add something like uh, 100,000 jobs every every month in order just to maintain the increasing population. Yeah. So you have to factor that in. Not only did they not sustain that rate, but now we're apparently dropping below, I mean, we're, as you said, yeah, 80,000 jobs. Or a quarter of a million uh, in three months. A quarter of a million in three months. Yeah. Wow. One of the world's leading climate scientists, that would be James Hansen, head of the NASA Goddard Institute for Space Studies in New York, warned that the EU... Yes. You know what that is, right? That would be the European Union. Uh-huh. I just wanted to be sure. Yeah. I... I Thought maybe you thought it was some sort of mammal. <laughs> an EU, yes. Yeah, an EU. The endangered EUs, yes. The EU and its international partners must, must urgently rethink targets for cutting carbon dioxide in the atmosphere because of fears they have grossly underestimated the scale of the problem. And uh, let me remind you that the EU has some of the most stringent limitations on carbon dioxide in the world. And this guy's saying it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Yeah. Why, thank, why doesn't he tell us that? Thank you for that. Would, actually, he did a couple actually weeks ago. Did. And then there was, a, while we were away, the uh, a chunk of ice broke off. And I'm going to say from the Arctic. I'm not absolutely certain about that. That was. A, Why would you even start saying well, I'm if just you saying, didn't know which end of the world well, it was coming from? Because the more important thing is that a chunk of ice. This, that could have been from a cocktail. Seven times the size of Manhattan, as it was described in the news reports is broken off and now floating around... Either in, from the South Pole or from the North does Pole. Does that matter? Really, <laughs> it does it matter, matter if it's the North or South Pole? It matters if you're on the South Pole. And apparently there's... it. it what, where loud. it came from is being held together by a very thin uh, strand of ice that was even... It's the size of Connecticut that could, have sent, could, could be breaking away here. So. Connecticut's small. All right. So I'm not worried about Manhattan. Who cares I should... about Manhattan? <laughs> Manhattan. Seven yeah. times the size of Manhattan, well, by the way. Manhattan's not that big. All right. It's like, you know, well, <laughs> it's, it's not even it's, the size of Orange County. It, okay. So you know? okay. who cares? Chunk of ice. Chunk seven of ice. times the size of Manhattan breaks yeah. off. I don't know if it's North Pole or South Pole. Okay. I'm I'm sorry about that part. But it's, it's floating it's more around. Water. Out there. It's more little, water for more, all of us. More, more, more water for, uh, for, for the shoreline. For uh, the water company. NATO leaders meeting in Romania endorsed the U.S. plan for a missile system in Eastern Europe. 
The backing came as the Bush administration finalized an agreement with the Czech Republic on hosting a radar site as part of the missile program. So that's exciting news, Mike. Yeah, it is. Since we, we have a missile program going in Eastern Europe. Yeah. You know, now that, that now, ice is floating either north or south. It, it doesn't. It, all right. So it, apparently, it, it, uh, okay. This we is, don't need to care about that as long as we have missiles. Yeah. Now there's Job a, losses, no problem. No problem. Just give us some missiles. Well, we could do is maybe we could put those, what, 80,000 people to work pushing. Maybe we could get them in front of that uh, iceberg and have them swim together, sort of a synchronized swimming, and push that chunk of ice back to where it came from. Who's going to do this? Well, just somebody. Pay them to do that. Olympic swimmers? Synchronized we could, swimming? We could get thousands of Olympic swimmers. Maybe Harry, Harry Shearer could come down? Well, maybe Harry Shearer would do some synchronized swimming. Huh? However, this this thing with the uh, with the missile uh, the missile system that they want to put in Eastern Europe yeah. is being sold as a as a protection against Iran or Iraq or some other Middle Eastern country launching an, uh, a nuclear strike against the United States. The Russians see it as, once again, sort of a restarting the Cold War. The analogy is, going back to the, the old uh, Star Wars days when we were fighting against Reagan on, on all this stuff, which is that essentially it'd be like you and I were in a fight, mm-hmm. okay? And I, and, I can't imagine and, that, well, but go It's ahead. hard to imagine. It's hard to even, yeah. And we both were essentially evenly... We're evenly uh, matched. And I'm standing there, and I, we both got guns. We both got a, we're pointing at each other. Yeah. And you put on a bulletproof vest or yeah. a body-protecting vest, yeah. and you tell me I have nothing to worry about. Yeah. That I'm not, don't worry. I don't have a vest on, but you've got a body vest on, yeah. and you've got a gun. Yeah. And I shouldn't worry that you might shoot me because that's essentially well, what you shouldn't. Okay. I'm not going to shoot that, you. So that is, I, to, to me, that's the... Uh, that's the way that I'm sure the Russians look at this. They imagine themselves as being unprotected. You? Well, maybe not me. I right. could see their All concern. Right. All right. Brigadier General uh, Qasem Soleimani. Yeah. I hope I did that right. I'm sure you did. The Iranian general who helped broker an end to nearly a week of fighting between Iraqi government forces and Shiite Muslim militiamen in southern Iraq was curiously reported. Named on the U.S. Treasury Department and U.N. Security Council watch lists. He's brokering peace. Yeah. But apparently he was on the watch list for alleged involvement in terrorism. Uh, he's an Iranian. Yeah. 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 I just want to point that out. This was a way to bring in that kind of brokered peace there for a while. Right. The Iranians did that. Right. This guy who actually did it is is considered a terrorist by us. By us. Which Which kind of begs the question, who's the terrorist? Well, it just it just it does highlight the people that we're involved in in that part of the world, and I think that is that's essentially been underreported. That the United States is trying to take credit for this uh, this situation where um, in the south of Iran, I mean, I'm in Iraq, Basra area, but what is, that it's now the the uh, conflict, the violence is de- decreasing. Uh, after the Iraqi government launched a, a sort of a raid into this area, but it was the Iranians who brokered the deal. Yeah, that that, that the ceasefire. You're not hearing a whole lot about that in the American press. You're hearing about it here, Mike. Well, you're hearing about it here at yeah. Weekly Signals. This is the American press. This, we are the American press. You're right. A new classified intelligence assessment about Iraq said conditions have improved on the ground since the last report. Who issued this report? I think we did. Meaning the the. Um, this was the uh, it's intelligence estimate. I don't know exactly. Just coming just before Petraeus, who's speaking before Congress uh-huh. today. Well, that's the and idea. They're saying, yeah, of course. This of course. Is, this we is need to frame PR. this. Correctly. Yes, of course. You need to frame it. Don't go all Lakoff on it. Uh, right. 
Jesus. All right. According to officials familiar with the document, it has renewed debate on Capitol Hill about the politicizing of such analysis. Yeah. Yeah. A classified, a declassified memo. This is a new memo that was declassified. Having been classified, showed the Justice Department told the Pentagon in 2003 that presidential authority overrode numerous laws banning torture or cruel treatment of prisoners in U.S. custody. The memo endorsed assault, yeah, yeah, maiming, mm-hmm. and administering mind-altering drugs on prisoners. So it was one out of three ain't bad. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, was... We have a choice here. I would say, as a prisoner, <laughs> mind-altering drugs, please, mind, please, no maiming or assault. But you know if. I'll take the mind-altering drugs. Yeah. Yep. Now, is this a John— A little bit of X. <laughs> I'm, I'm... Is this the John— Let's uh, get cozy. Is, I'm just curious. Is this John Yu involved in this memo? Yes. Probably was. Right. Uh, oh, a... the, the document also suggested U.S. interrogators would be immune from prosecution for any crime because of the pres- of President Bush's wartime authority. Yeah. So he can do he if he tells you to do something you can do it. It's you're free from any sort of prosecution. This this really goes back to uh, the Nixon era when uh, Nixon was asked uh, by I think David Frost whether or not uh, uh, he if what he did as president uh, was uh, legal. Yeah. And and Nixon famously replied replied that if the president does it, it's by definition legal. Well, that's not what he said. He said, what? What did he say? And that's, that's something you lefties always bring up all, right, okay. all the time. It right, drives me it. just nuts. All right. What did he say? It was say? a hypothetical question that was asking somebody, can I prosecute these people? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, if I tell them to do it, you can't prosecute them, which is right. If I t- oh, if he tells them to, to do uh, to, it, if I tell somebody to do something, you can't prosecute them. It's, it's a, it's a, but, but you can, essentially. He never said, but you can't come back at me. Now, I'm sure he was assuming they, that. But they did. They did do he he, it, by, I'm talking about the quote. I'm well, not talking no, know, about but what he, happened. But he did by proxy. Uh, he did by proxy send the burglars into the Watergate yeah. hotel to find right. out. We're not talking about what and happened. They did prosecute. We're talking him, about but, he his said, but he's saying, okay, well, that proves it's my a, point. It's a matter of fact. It's a, but it's a constitutional analysis. The question wasn't, yeah. can we prosecute the burglars at the Watergate? Right. He was talking in general terms about right. the presidency. Right. If the presidency says you can do this. You know, which is pretty much what John, yeah, you is saying here. However, he gets specific about any crime and wartime authority. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That this is this is an 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 extension, uh, logical ex- extension of Nixon. Everybody Sorry. blames poor Dick Nixon for this. It really. He's a good friend of mine. Well, I, un- <laughs> I understand that, but it is important to, to. There is a president on the record as saying the things that they're now saying yep. are legal, and I. Okay. Okay. Then Justice Department Deputy John Yu. Yes. You were talking about him. He yeah. wrote, and this will take a while. Do you want me to read what he please, wrote? Because it is kind of interesting. Yeah. If a government defendant were to harm an enemy combatant during an interrogation in a matter that might arguably violate a criminal prohibition, he would be doing so in order to prevent further, it gives an excuse, he would be doing so in order to prevent further attacks on the United States by the Al Qaeda terrorist network, such as, you know, uh, Having dogs snap at prisoners, uh, right. uh, making men right. masturbate in in front well, of their compatriots. Right. Those are all things that we have to remember might prevent a future attack. Right. Well, there you go. There's the presumption. There, there's a, an assumption it might prevent a, a, a yeah. further a further attack. Well, if yeah, okay. It that 
just for what it's worth, the yeah. Justice Department ultimately withdrew the instructions nine months later. Okay. You should know that. All right. Well, that would have been under John Ashcroft. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I think we... All right. I don't want to get down that. I want to go down that road. Iraqi right cleric. Yeah. Muqtad al-Sadr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. Wasn't ready to disband his militia. If Shiite religious leaders demanded a surprising offer, given renewed clashes between his fighters and security forces, so he was offering. He said, "If the clerics to tell me to disband, yeah. I will disband." Yeah. The news came after Shiite Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki, who launched a crackdown on Sadr's Mehdi army late last month, ordered the cleric to disband his militia or face exclusion from the Iraqi political process. There's a lot of info right there. It is a lot of information, yeah. and I I think that. Uh, uh, Sadr is probably of the mind that he has enough political strength now to, to uh, be able to stand up as a political leader yeah. as opposed to... He's been a cleric, I mean, a religious leader and head of this militia. Now I think he believes that he has more than enough political strength to be in the game. The new top official in Pakistan's terrorism rack northwest frontier demanded that the United States end missile strikes in the country and called for negotiations with militants. That's nice. Yeah. But we, we won't appreciate that. No, we won't. I just want to point out about uh, Maktad Sadr yeah. is that he is not a fan of Iran. He is an Iraqi nationalist. He is a Shiite, yeah. which Iran is dominated by. Yeah. It's important to point out that not all Shiites are automatically aligned with Iran. There is a, there is a very clear fact. This is what this fighting has been about in the Basra area. There are two different factions within the Shiite mm-hmm. sect that are trying to essentially take control of Basra, which is the Iraq, Iraq's largest oil port. The, uh, there's a lot of resources that are centered around Basra, and it's a very important part of Iraq. Yeah. So the struggle that's going on is not just about two Iranian proxies trying to fight it out. These are Sadr is a nationalist as well as a, as a Shiite, and there is a this is a this is not a this is not an easy story. To you can't just say well he's an Iranian stooge and he's did i say that no you didn't i think uh-huh. that people have a perception so you're going to correct them. i'm trying to bring some context to this story that's all yeah. Be- because you know more than people no, who because are I, I happen to know a little more about this story than you articulated in your in your in yours and i thought well, I'd bring i could that. go i could go on forever about certain things but i know you I could. choose not to but i choose to i'm glad you did i'm i am I'm ecstatic. I'm, in, I'm invoking my my in Pakistan, privilege. Yes, we have some problems. Yes, well, okay. because because they want to negotiate with the militants. Yeah, we don't want them to. No, I understand. It seems like over there they want to negotiate with with people, and we don't. Yeah, yeah. seems to be the whole crux of the matter. It does seem to be the crux of the matter. They want to negotiate with the people who are causing them pain and suffering, and yeah. try to figure out a way maybe to keep them from there, or just yeah. maybe. Maybe We're in we favor can, of the pain and suffering. We can make some accommodations here. Yeah. Vice President Dick opposed the signing ratification of a treaty banning the use of chemical weapons recently unearthed letters show. Nice. Wasn't this the reason that one of the significant reasons why we decided we needed to take out Saddam Hussein? Was yeah, the, yeah the he, chemical weapons. The yeah. chemical weapon thing. This was in 1997 when 183 countries pledged never to develop, produce, otherwise require a stockpile or retain chemical weapons. But Cheney said that uh, he was Halliburton CEO at the time. Mm-hmm. And he told Jesse Helms. Oh, wow. 
my okay. good friend Jesse Helms, Jesse Helms, the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, that it would be a mistake for America to join the convention. Because he, he said he couldn't trust most of those 183 nations. Or there were certain well, elements. Well, I, I think that's it's obvious he doesn't trust anybody. Um, right. uh, is Jesse Helms still alive? Jesse? Yeah. Yeah, he quit. Yeah, I know he quit. Yeah. I just couldn't remember if he had. Yeah, I, I can't. I really don't know. I think I would Once remember. Once you quit, yeah. why do you want to know? You want I to write him a fan letter or no, something? I'm just curious. I was just a curiosity. That's all. Well, see, it's very confusing in this day and age because we see images of people all the time. Right, right. It's not like the old days where you don't see him anymore. Right. And, and that's it. That's, you, know, you figure, well, he's dead. <laughs> he's got to be dead. We, yeah. I haven't seen him for some time. Okay. Yeah. I just was but curious. we see him every day. Well, I don't see him every day, but <laughs> maybe, maybe where you I have him on a tape out. loop. Okay. Lisa right. Smith, the pseudonym of a 42-year-old paramedic from Texas, claims she was dragged and then sexually drugged. Sorry about that. Yeah. She was drugged. Mm-hmm. I thought it said dragged. No. She was drugged and then sexually assaulted by a U.S. soldier and fellow KBR employee in January. That's the key phrase there. KBR employee shortly after arri- arriving in Iraq, as in the case of Jamie Lee Jones, mm-hmm. another KBR employee from Texas who's been, who's been outspoken about her alleged gang rape by coworkers. The company has been less than supportive here. That would be KBR. Yes. Even right. confiscating Smith's computer as evidence. Yeah. After she wrote an email to her attorney. Right. Yeah. I heard about this. She she's basically, um, it, and she makes the claim that something like a percentage of women involved well, in there were fifteen women that have suits, but I don't know percentage. <clears throat> well, she was making the claim that something like a, a third, a quarter to a third of the women had been sexually assaulted who are involved with the contractors, who are working with the contractors. She's keeping stats on this? Well, she, well, if you've got 15 other people, I'm sure that others have contacted her. her she was estimating that according she has to percentages, it. though. That's, well, that's yeah, impressive. I mean, I, yeah. Well, I, I don't know how she came to that conclusion, but nonetheless. Does she have, like, other stats? What's your next story? Let's Government just, auditors By the way, Jesse, issued... Jesse appears still to be alive. He was yep. born in 1921. That would make him... Really old. He's about 89 years 104, old. 104, 88 years old. Now. 97. All right. Government auditors issued a scathing review of dozens of Pentagon's biggest 90. weapons systems, saying ships, aircrafts, and satellites are billions of, dollar, billions of dollars over budget and years behind schedule. Wow. That sounds about right. Yeah. Wow. Isn't, isn't that kind of UCI's, uh, aren't they? Aren't they? <laughs> As a, as a as a organization, yeah, that's wouldn't, about, you, wouldn't you say that? I don't know. <laughs> no, maybe not billions. Oh, yeah. Oh. How can if you're working with that much money, how can you help but be billions of dollars <laughs> over budget? Uh, the GAO, affectionately known here as the Government Accountability Office, found that 95 major systems have exceeded their original buz- budgets by a total of 295 billion dollars, bringing their total cost to 1.6 trillion dollars. And are delivered almost two years late on average. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, yeah, this is... You know, nobody, nobody really talks about, uh, you know, government being inefficient when, when it's the military involved. Yeah, exactly right. If some poor woman is trying to get some food stamps, right. well, that's an outrage. It's an outrage. If, if, she's, if she's gone over her, her allotted time Yeah, she's on a welfare, welfare uh, yeah, she's mo- a, cheat woman. yeah. yeah. 
yeah. mother. Well, I, these things, and I, I imagine, I imagine this trend is it has accelerated during this administration. So it's it's gotten a lot worse. <sighs> it was reported that the Bush administration will use its authority to bypass more than thirty laws and regulations to finish building six hundred and seventy miles of fence along the southwest U.S. border by the end of two thousand and eight. Yeah, a border. Condoleezza Rice for vice president. You hear about that? Yes, she's apparently. I it, honestly, I, I in a way, I hope she does. I hope she's. I do hope that she's Bush's. I mean, Bush's Mc, <laughs> McCain's running mate, because I think then there would be an open discussion about yeah. her her uh, incompetence as a Secretary of State for these last seven years. Mark Penn uh, quit as Clinton strategist. And then he came back. You know that, right? Yeah. No, seriously. He, he, yeah, he was asked to resign because he was working with the Colombian government to help pass this trade agreement, yeah. which Hillary said she was against, and uh, and it just goes to it speaks to just how compromised this Mark Penn guy is. But then he now is back as a special advisor. He has some other capacity. He's still doing essentially the same work. It's all PR. How's that? Sounds good to me. I mean, that's. That's what they did. Bob Barr, former congressman, yeah. announced he's forming a presidential exploratory. Explanatory. This is explanatory. Exploratory. Yeah. And mm. this was just copied. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It says explanatory. Well, it didn't come up. In, it <laughs> didn't... said a presidential explanatory committee. I like those better than exploratory. <laughs> you better explain yourself well, before you explore anything. Yeah. It, the thing is, whoever wrote that did not. Uh, yeah. it, it didn't come up in spell check, so they didn't, yeah. you know. In well, Zimbabwe. Well, what did, Bob Barr, he's one of those guys. He's like a Ron Paul. He says like two or three things. You go yeah, right that's on. That's right. He's like Ron Paul in, right in on the sister, drag. I right think. on, sister. And then you hear the other, yeah. you know, twenty things he says, and your hair stands straight up. So that's uh, kind of that's Ron Paul. Yeah, or Babar. Babar. In Zimbabwe, a series of police raids are renewing fears of a government attempt to maintain power following its losses in the elections yeah. there. Yeah. China yeah. accused the Dalai Lama and his supporters of plotting suicide attacks. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, that one is, rolls right off the tongue. That really does. Yeah. Of course. I knew it. I knew it. Having trouble with the Olympic torch getting around. Yeah, days. in Paris. Yeah. Wow. And and, in, and, uh, and they're expecting in San Francisco. They're getting all... Yeah. They've already got go. people hanging from the Golden Gate Bridge on yeah. that one. Yeah. Popline, a U.S. government-funded medical information site that bills itself as the world's largest database on reproductive health, quietly began to block searches on the word abortion concealing nearly 25,000 search results. The Mortgage Bankers Association, Mortgage, on its headquarters was scheduled to close, forcing the association to pay millions of dollars more than it would have a year ago. (laughs) Say that that one again, because it might have just gone by The Mortgage Bankers Association. Right. Their mortgage on their new housing crisis. These are the guys, the the cheerleader, rah, rah, go get them, ninja loans and everything else. They now. made a bad investment. And they made a bad they, investment. They pulled their mortgage, and now they're in trouble. They can't pay it off. More importantly, <laughs> more importantly, they made a bad real Excuse estate me. investment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it was reported that Walmart stores abandoned a record-shattering forty-five proposed projects over the last ten months. They're having a lot of trouble. A lot of building Walmart. A lot apparently. of pushback from local communities. Yeah, taking well, good. Good. Yeah, the U.S. Forest Service bought a pair of flying drones to track down marijuana growers. Operating in remote California woodlands, <laughs> really, truly, do do they really want to take out California's what second leading cash crop? Is that really what they want to end up doing? Do they? Do you think that they want to sell drones? They want to sell, somebody wants to sell drones. I'm yeah. getting me a drone. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to look at, but I'll figure out something. <laughs> if I see it over my house, I am. Gonna, I, there's gonna... no way I even want to get near your place. <laughs> 
Well, I have a drone. I'm not going to be droning. <laughs> okay. Yeah, geez. All right. All right. What are you thinking? That's good. That's good to know. I can't think of anything I'd really want to drone. I'd rather just walk in. What's wrong with these people in government anyway? Yeah. Spying on us like that. It's to protect our children. Yeah, it's, from the, the, it's evil about weed. the children. It's all about the children. So, uh, all right. Uh, and uh, finally, fueled by the rising popularity of soft drinks in fast food restaurants, Mexico has become the second fattest nation in the world. Mexican health officials say it could surpass the U.S. as the most obese country within 10 years if trends continue. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.